Come on, if you're not pumped up after that, I don't know what to tell you. Check your pulse. Welcome to Mercy Culture Church. My name is Les. I'm the lead pastor here at Mercy Culture Waco. It's such a pleasure to have you with us here this morning. How many of you were at Mercy Culture Conference last weekend? Come on. God moved in an unbelievable way. One thing that didn't make the wrap-up video, and I'm going to give some feedback, was... uh, Pastor Russell Johnson from Seattle prophesied that there would be multiple campuses coming to Mercy Culture Waco. Come on. So let's partner with that word and just continue to pray into that. But we've got a big, incredible, awesome October coming up. A lot of stuff going on. But before we get into that, like I said, my name is Les. I'm the lead pastor here at Mercy Culture Waco. And the vision of Mercy Culture is to take people from corporate encounters with God to daily personal encounters with God. And you hear that repeated over and over and over again. And the reason is, it's because I've never seen anybody be able to make it in their walk with the Lord without a personal relationship with God. And for so many people um, in Christianity, we depend upon our pastor or our worship leader or somebody else to have a relationship with the Lord and to go and hear from God and then to come back and tell us what to do. And oftentimes, if you grew up like me, I grew up in the church and it was always come to church, come to church, come to church, come to Sunday morning, come to Sunday night, come to Tuesday night choir rehearsal or in the South choir rehearsal right? Come to Wednesday night church. Maybe we have a prayer meeting on Friday. Come back again on Sunday. Come to church. Come to church. Corporate encounters with God are so important and so incredible. How many enjoyed the corporate encounter we've already had this morning? Unbelievable. But that won't sustain you alone. The Bible says that we need to come together as a church family, and that's important, but that alone will not sustain your walk with the Lord. We have to encounter God every single day and live a life in the presence of the Lord, led, guided, and directed by the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because I know that if we can do two simple things, if we can hear the voice of the Lord and step out in obedience to what he says, we cannot fail. We can't fail. And how do we do that? And and, in Mercy Culture, we know that there's only one way to God, and that is through Jesus Christ. But in Jesus, there are many ways to connect with God. And we've done a disservice in the church in in sort of implying that there's only one way to connect with God, that you've got to get up early, early in the morning and have a quiet time. It sounds like a timeout, doesn't it? You got to go to your closet, have a quiet time. That's the only way you can connect with God. Like it's a punishment. There are many ways to connect with the Lord. And for some of you, that solitude and quiet is the way you connect with God. For others, it's through movement. Maybe you're a runner. Who's going to be a part of the justice run? It's a little quieter than the first. I heard a couple crickets. We got all the way from 5K to marathon. Somebody can do the 5K. Who's going to do the 5K with me? Come on, 5K team. All right. 5K, 10K marathon. It's going to be incredible. Anyways, you may connect with God through movement. You may connect with God through worship. You may connect with God through learning. But we want to help you to discover how you best connect with the Lord. And we do that through our membership process that we call MC Connect. And really, it's the way in which we disciple people. You can just text the word connect to 59090. Get a link sent back to you. You will learn more about our culture. You'll learn about our values, our vision 
vision, the unique characteristics of our church, the leadership standards, and, and most importantly, you will learn how you best connect with God. This is the entryway into becoming connected with Mercy Culture Church, serving, joining, leading small groups, whatever it is that you want to do. This is the first step. I encourage you to do that. Listen, we've got a big October coming up. Next Sunday, we have our block party. It's going to be fun. Some of y'all were all ready for, for block party last month. We got rained out. But this Sunday, coming up, we've got block party. It's going to be immediately following the Sunday morning service. As you heard in our announcements, we've got a lot of fun stuff going. But I'm most excited about Mercy Culture Waco's first ever baptism. Come on. Baptism is your opportunity to give a public profession of your personal faith in Christ Jesus. If you want to take part in baptism, you text a, a, a keyword of some kind right there. You text get baptized to 59090 and you'll get some information sent back to you and we will be prepared for you everything you need, towels, shirts, shorts, everything you need to be baptized on Sunday. We can't wait for that. It's going to be a wonderful time. And then we got a lot of stuff coming up in October. You're going to have an email sent out to you soon with all of that information. But this morning, we have Pastor Fidel in the tent with us today. Come on. Pastor Fidel has quickly become a dear friend to me and Nikki. Pastor Fidel and Pastor Starr are incredible leaders. And they led the first ever campus of Mercy Culture Church and in pioneering Mercy Culture Espanol. We got any Spanish speakers in the room? Come on. Every now and then, Pastor Fidel, speak a little Spanish. I just say amen. I just partner with the word. No idea what he's saying, but praise the Lord. Pastor Fidel is an incredible leader, and we are so honored that we get to hear from him. So I was praying into who to bring in over the next few weeks. Pastor Fidel came up in my spirit, and I know and believe that he has a word to deposit into us today. So honor is one of the values of Mercy Culture Church. So let's stand to our feet and honor Pastor Fidel. You can have a seat, that way you could see me. I'm short, but. <laughs> hey, I'm so excited to be here. Um, it's, it's fun, this is a tent. I'm walking around I'm like, oh my God, we're in a tent. This is really happening. So this is so awesome, but I really wanna pay back honor just to Pastor Les and Pastor Nikki. Um, if you didn't know, we share, well, we don't share. Our offices are right next to each other. So, you know, um, I always just jumped into his office. Hey, what do you think about this? Hey, what do you think about that? Asking him for wisdom, but. I just want to say this, and we don't say this to say, like, authenticity is one of our values, so we're authentic, um, but you truly have some good ones here in Waco. Yeah. You have amazing pastors, and one of my favorite things about Pastor Les and Nikki is just some of the craziness that they've been through, and I was like, Lord, the fact that you're still standing in your relationship with the Lord, it's like a testament. We can get through anything, you know, so I just want to honor them, and I felt that we should pray for them. Can we just extend their hands? Can we just bless your pastors? So, Father, Lord, come on, pray with me. Just say, Father, Lord, we just bless Pastor Les. We bless Pastor Nikki. We just, we just bless them. Holy Spirit, we thank you for their yes. We thank you for bringing them to Waco. We thank you then for bringing them to Mercy Culture. And, Father, Lord, we just pray right now the prophetic word of this year, 1 Chronicles 4.10, would you just bless them indeed. 
would you extend their territory? And would your hand of favor protect them from all evil and all harm? In Jesus' name, if you believe it, clap your hands, say amen. But it is truly an honor to be here. I'm so excited. Um, just a quick disclaimer, I am the Espanol pastor, so I always preach in Spanish, so I don't ever preach in English. So if I get stutter a little bit, just kind of hang in there, you know, show me some mercy. Um, but I'm excited for what the Lord is going to do. Amen? Amen? All right, so let's, if you have your Bible, or you, do, do, we know, do we do notes? Notes? You can do my, you get my notes at, text notes to 59090, um, and you can see what I see. And then let's get it going. Uh, so we're going to be in Matthew 4.23. And if you have it, you can say amen. I grew up a little bit old school, so I'm always asking for an amen. So it's just kind of the way it goes. But Matthew 4.23, and it says like this. It's talking about Jesus. And he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease. Someone say every. every. Come on, say it louder. Say Every. every and every affliction among the people. So his fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, those having seizures and paralytics, and he healed them. And great crowds followed him in Galilee and the Decapolis, and from Jerusalem and Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. I came to tell you this morning that it was hard for him, so it would be easy for you. The title of this message is Healing is Easy in His Presence. Let us pray. So Father, Lord, we just thank you. Come on, just thank him with me. Father, Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We just say right now, this moment, this tent, this entire service is yours. Holy Spirit, we give you this entire room. Holy Spirit, we say do whatever you want to do. Give us the freedom to be obedient to your commandments. So we just pray right now, every religious spirit has to leave. Every spirit of fear has to go. Every anxiety, every worry, it just, it all has to leave. And we raise up our the highest name, the name of Jesus. You just say with me, Holy Spirit. Come on, tell him this is your room. Come on, tell him my heart is yours. Tell him my mind is yours. Everything I have is yours. So we just say, have your way in this tent. Come on, say it louder. Have your way in this tent. Come on, have your way in this tent. If you're believing it, say, have your way in this tent. This is all for you. We came for you. We came to love you. We came to bless you. We came to exalt you. We came to give you glory. We came to exalt your name. Jesus, you're the reason we came. In Jesus' name, if you believe it, say amen. Hey, so we are, we are stewarding a prophetic word of 1 Chronicles 4.10, that this is the year that we would extend territory, that this is the year that the Lord would bless us indeed, and this is the year that the hand of favor would protect us. It's so important for you to understand this. Just because you're in Waco and you're not in Fort Worth doesn't mean that doesn't pertain to you. We are one house. Come on, say with me, one house. Come on, so when the Lord is saying that he's going to bless you, he is going to bless you. When the Lord is saying, step out and buy the house, buy the house. When the Lord is saying that he's going to extend your territory, we need to do it. So it is time for us to partner with God's word. The problem that we have a lot of times is that we partner with lies more than we do with the prophetic word that God gives us. And so this is the year that the Lord will extend the territory here in Waco. Can someone say amen? Amen. 
So I'm so excited because as I was asking the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, what do you want? I, I could have just preached the message I'm going to preach tonight, but I, I felt the Holy Spirit say, no, there's something special for Waco. So I asked him, I'm like, well, what, what do you want to do, Holy Spirit? And he reminded me of a prophetic word that Pastor Matt Wakefield gave to the Waco campus one day in staff, that this would be a house of healing and miracles. How many remember that prophetic word? So let me just share with you a little bit of a story because that's one of the same prophetic words that Mercy Culture Espanol is stewarding. So this is important because it, it shows the unity that is in our houses. And so where there is unity, there is a blessing. And so one of the things that as I was praying and, and I was reminded of when we were first launching the Espanol campus, uh, I was on an extended fast. I hadn't seen Danny Frischma, who's one of the worship leaders in a really long time. And he comes up to me and he goes, hey, he goes, I had a vision. I had this dream that there's going to be all sorts of sick people coming to Espanol, but that the presence of God would heal them with no one laying hands. And I was like, wow, that's insane. I'm like, like, and so I was just like, we're going to partner with that. And every service, we intentionally pray for the sick at Espanol. We try our best. And so when I was remembering of that, I remembered of the word over Waco. And so your pastor said it, that this is a house of miracles. This is a house of healing. I think it was Larry Lynn who was sharing at pre-service prayer that the Lord would surgically heal hearts today. And so that just, I just felt so good hearing that because I'm believing that today the Lord is going to do something in your heart. I'm believing that the Lord is going to answer a prayer today. I am believing that for so many years we've been asking God to do something, but he's going to do it. It's the season. It's the season of him doing. He's never stopped. What has stopped is us believing, losing our hope, and we haven't been able to drive our faith to the miracle. But I felt the Lord say this morning, there's an impartation of his faith coming over us tonight, this morning. Sorry, I keep saying tonight because I'm always preaching at night. But, but this is important because I've always thought that we only saw miracles, that we only saw healings at conferences. See, I've been in church my entire life, and, and to me, I never saw miracles. I never saw healings. We would talk about it. We would preach it, but I never saw them. I always thought you had to bring, and I'm, and I'm, I'm Hispanic, I always thought you had to bring, like, the prophet from Guatemala to come lay hands and for a miracle to happen. Like, that's, that's how I grew up. I'm like, oh, who can we bring that can do miracles? And, and the truth is, and, and this is no dishonor to anyone, but the, the way that, the same way God uses them, he can use us. It's the same spirit that's in them, it's in us. Come on, so, so it, it, I've learned here at Mercy Culture that when you get into the, into the presence every single day, healing and miracles become easy. I, I, there was a lady at our church at our campus that we prayed for cancer to go away, and the next day there was no more cancer. There was another lady who we prayed for. It was a man, actually. We prayed for diabetes to go away. The next day, there was no diabetes. See, so the Lord, listen to me, it's that same power that resurrected Jesus is in us as well. But we got to believe it. Holy, listen to me. It, it, it's not, this is the problem with, I believe, Christianity is that we believe that we have to do something to get something. We, we look at God as just this, this interchangeable object when at times really what he wants is relationship. And the closer that I can get to him, I realize of his goodness that he will do it whenever he wants to do it. That he will bless me wherever he wants to bless me. Okay, so what is healing? It comes from the Greek word yama, which means this, healing. It means to make whole, return to a state of fullness. I like to define it this way, is that healing occurs when the supernatural presence of God comes into your life and heals that pain or disease. 
So I want you to understand this today, that we are not designed to stay physically or emotionally in a state of sickness. We're not designed that way. Look what Genesis 1.26 says, and it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our own likeness, and let them have, someone say, dominion. Over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. This is important because we were created in his image and likeness to have dominion. But so many of us don't have dominion because we're in a state of sickness. So we can't govern or we can't take authority over those things that God has called us to take authority over because we're in a constant state of sickness. See, so it's so important that if we are to have the authority that God wants us to have, the dominion that God wants us to have, it's important that we are fully healed, physically and emotionally. Okay, so this is what you need to understand. Ephesians 1.3 says this. It's one of my favorite Bible verses. It's something I partner with every day. But it says, I have blessed you with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly heavens here on earth. So you are already blessed with everything that you need. You have everything that you need because he has blessed you. Listen to me. You are designed to walk in the authority of God. It's in you already. So what happens is that sin, the world, it hurts us. There's pain. There's trauma. There's things that happen. And they hurt us. And it starts stealing away at our authority it starts stealing away at what we're called to walk in but Jesus wants us healed Luke 4 38 says this and he arose and left the synagogue and entered Simon's house now Simon's mother-in-law was ill with the high fever and they appealed to him on her behalf and he stood over her and rebuked the fever and it left her and immediately she rose and began to serve them now when the sun was setting all those who had any who were sick with the various diseases brought them to him and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Tell the person next to you the touch of his hand heals. So this is why, this is why the vision of our church is daily encounters. It's because when you, when you're able to daily encounter him and touch him or he touches you, he heals you. See, it's so important that you realize this, but the way that we're going to see more miracles, the way that we're going to see more healings, the way that we're going to see a powerful move of God in Waco is through daily encounters. There's so much times we put the, we like to align and be like, no, it has to be the pastors or it has to be the leader. No, it starts with you. It starts with your daily encounter. Can you get in the presence every day? Can you ask him, Lord, I just want you. I just want to touch you. I just want to be where you're at because it's his hand that will heal you because you know don't get me wrong there's people with strong anointings that we can go and they can pray for us but the reality is this is that he can heal you and he can deliver you all by yourself in your prayer closet I can't tell you how many times I've been delivered from anxiety or fear or worries. Uh, what I do is I lock myself in the closet. It's all dark. I'm like a complete psycho. And I'm just sitting there with headphones and pads. But I literally can feel the tangible prince of God come over me and deliver me. I don't have to call my pastor. I don't have to call my leader. God himself, I can count on him knowing he'll show up and he'll be able to bless me. He'll be able to deliver me because that is what happens when we daily encounter with the Lord. He wants you. He gets excited when you're around. He gets excited when you corporately encounter him. But he really wants to walk with you every single day. If we're going to get after Waco, it's going to start with every single one of us. 
Listen to me. Listen, people of Waco need your daily encounter. They need your daily encounter. When we don't daily encounter and we don't share our daily encounter, we're stealing someone else's daily encounter. But Pastor Landon says this is a famous line. This is why we can't go somewhere where we don't go. He says it all the time. And, and, and it's, it's just mind-boggling that we, we think we can just turn it on when there has been no intimacy. And we want to see the miracles. We want to see the healing. We want to see the revival. But we can't lead ourselves. And I believe that God is calling not only just Waco, but Espanol, before with all of us deeper. He really wants more. He wants to say, hey, who, who's willing to be a vessel? Who's willing to give me their yes? Who just wants to spend time with me? Who wants to make it about me? Who wants to just be with me and then I'll do the rest? Because it becomes easy in his presence. Tell, tell, tell the person next to you, it's easy. So this is so important because here's what Mark 5.31 says. The woman who had a blood problems for over 12 years. The Bible says that she heard that Jesus was coming through. And she said to himself, if I just touch his garment. If I just touch him. This needs to be the desire of everyone in here. If I can just touch him. If I can just get close. If I can just hear a whisper. If I can just feel him. You know what the Holy Spirit showed me? I'm all, it's like, yes, yeah, she stopped bleeding. And the Holy Spirit told me, you know, she stopped bleeding because there was another one that was going to bleed for her. He did it. He bled for all of us. He bled for us. Mark 2, I'm going to show you right now, healing is easy for Jesus. Mark 2, he heals the paralytic man. John 9, he heals the blind. Matthew 8, he heals the leper. Matthew 9, he heals the man unable to speak. It is, heal, it is easy to heal for Jesus. Some will say with me, healing is easy for Jesus. Are you believing it yet that it's easy? Come on, look at this. In fact, his name is Healer. Exodus 15, 26 says this. If you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do which is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statues, I will put, it says, none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord, and it says, your healer. Jeremiah 30, 17 says this, For I will restore health to you, and your wounds I will heal, declares the Lord. I felt the Lord say this this morning, that he is going to continue to give health back to Waco. Psalms 147.3, it says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Come on, physical healing is easy for Jesus. We've made it hard. Our sin has made it hard. Our lack of faith has made it hard. But it is easy for him. That's physical healing. But there's another type of healing that I think is probably more important than the physical healing. Don't get me wrong, physical healing is important. But the healing of the soul is just as important. Look what 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says. It says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit should embody be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love what the Amplified Version says. This is now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through 
that is separate you from profane and vulgar things, make you pure and whole and undamaged. God wants us pure and undamaged. I'm going to tell you what the biggest difference between healing of the soul and healing of the body is. Are you ready? The healing of the soul, like when your soul is hurting, like when you, your soul hurts when someone did something to you, you will remember that forever. Like healing of the body, it's probably very hard to remember the last time that you had a fever. Like you can't really pinpoint it. Maybe some of us can, but most of us, I can't remember the last time I had a fever. But I can remember back in 2011 when my ex-girlfriend dumped me at college and how much that hurt. Now my wife's not here, so I can talk about this all day. <laughs> I might just minister myself right now. Oh, I'm just kidding. But, but you can remember because your soul will remember. Right. Think about this. Your soul remembers when that friend betrayed you. Your soul remembers when they stuck that dagger in your back. Your soul remembers what it felt like to go through that divorce. Your soul remembers all of the negative things, everything that everyone has done, everything that everyone said. It remembers it, and you just remember that face is put in front of you. And it's like, oh, if I just had him in front of me, this time I would just knock him out. Like, you remember that anger just flares up. But ask yourself this. This is the thing about our souls. The Bible says that we're built of body, soul, and spirit. Body is our outside. Soul is our intellect. It's our emotions. It's our character. And then your spirit, your spirit is the spirit of God. He, he gave us that spirit. But your soul will remember most likely all of the negative things. It's forgetful. In fact, David used to sing about it. He used to write about it. And he said, oh, my soul, will you remember of the goodness of God? So you know what he's saying in other words? I can forget of the goodness, but I will remember everything that's bad. You remember the times he didn't provide. You remember the times he didn't do it. You remember the times that he didn't come through. But why can't we remember the times that he did provide? Why can't we remember the times he did open the door? Why can't we remember the times he did heal us? Why can we not remember the goodness of God? And we're so good as Christians to blame others, to blame others, to blame him and be like, you didn't do it. You didn't do this. And we just forget that the goodness of God has chased us every single day of our lives. And all of those times that we didn't see him operate, he was operating. But that's what the soul does. It forgets. So Psalms 103, 2, it says, bless the Lord, oh my soul, David is singing, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all of your diseases and redeems your life from the pit. Come on, someone say all. Come on, say it louder. Say all. See, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Tell the person next to you, don't forget his goodness. It's the problem with today's world. We live in such a culture where everything's so fast. You're just, you're just scrolling and you're scrolling and you're scrolling and you're scrolling that you free, you're just thinking, oh, I wish I had that. Oh, I remember when this happened to me. You remember those memories that pop up. But what about his goodness? What about his favor? One of my connect with God is remembrance. And I absolutely love it because I remember constantly of all his goodness. I remember constantly. You know what? I remember we, 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 
Hispanic church is just crazy. It can sometimes feel like just like a mafia among pastors. <laughs> no, for reals. And, and I was just like, Lord, I'll never forget. It was probably 2017. And I'm watching and my dad's a pastor. He's been pastoring for 17 years. And I remember just seeing him alone. I remember seeing him hurt. And I knew I was called to ministry. Like, I just knew it. But I remember saying to myself, I'm like, Lord, if that is what it's like, I don't want it. I don't want to be alone. I'm like, we have no friends. We have nothing. Like, it's out here, we're just battling demons every Sunday. Jezebels. You feel me? And I started asking the Lord, Lord, would you give me friends? And then not so long later, Pastor Landon hears from the Lord to, we're planning Mercy Culture. I heard from God to move. And I'll never forget sitting in a staff meeting and just looking around and, I, and the Lord reminding me, hey, look, you're not alone. Yeah. See, and it's so easy for our minds to say, well, you don't have that. Well, you don't have that. Or you're forgotten, or you're this, you're this. But you don't remember of his goodness and everything he's done to bring you to where he's brought you today. Comparison, which is something we, I think a lot of people struggle with, steals your joy. Ephesians 1.3 just told you he's blessed you with everything. Well, how can you steward the blessings of God when you're looking at to what your brother has and what you don't have? See, that's why we're stuck. That's why we can't see healing. That's why we can't see miracles. Because I'm just constantly just looking over. And I'm forgetting about his goodness. I'm forgetting about his gift. I'm forgetting about what he's done for me. I'm forgetting about the cross. Because I can't stop looking at what someone else has. But David knew this. And he says, bless the Lord, O my soul. Not forget all his benefits. For he forgives all of our iniquities, heals all of our diseases, and redeems your life from the pit who crowns with you with steadfast love and mercy. And I felt specifically this was for us. And when I say us, I included myself in all of this. But I felt the Lord say that he wants to heal our hearts. Because if we don't heal in our hearts, if we don't forgive, if we don't just come before the Lord and let him heal our hearts, we will steal tomorrow's blessing. We will, we will not let it happen. And I believe that the Lord, as Larry Lynn was praying today in pre-service prayer, he wants to surgically hear your, hear your heart today. Listen to me, there's going to be amazing things happening in Waco because the presence of God is here. But we cannot miss out on what God wants to do because we're holding on to a pain from yesterday. Because we won't let go of what happened yesterday. Because we can't forgive what happened yesterday. Because we are forgetful of his goodness. Psalms 32 says this. It says, oh Lord my God, I cry to you for help and you have healed me. So the question is, what do I need for healing? Physically and emotionally. Number one, it's faith. You got to believe. Faith, I'm not going to give you the dictionary definition, just saying it out loud. It's, it's believing in the things you can't see. You got to believe. You have to believe. You have to believe in though that you can't see him. Maybe at times you can't feel him, but that he's still there. That he wants to do it. And he will do it in his time. Number two is repentance. Did I say that correctly? 
repentance. See, there it is. There's the Latino in me coming out. Repentance. I butchered it. Let's keep going. But here's what you see in the Bible. That throughout the Bible, we see Jesus say, your faith has saved you, or the faith of others has saved them. But then it tells them, go on and sin no more. So here's very important because a lot of people think that repentance, oh, I yes, I said it right. We think it's feeling bad. And it's not. Like you can come up here and you can cry like for an hour, but then continue to live the same way. And then nothing happened. Like you just, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but like literally nothing happened. Because that word, what it means, it's, it's a changed mindset. It's Greek metamorphosis. So what it means is literally like a 180 degree shift in mindset is where you're like realize, ah, I'm doing it wrong. It's kind of like that, that moment, it just hits you, wow, I've been doing this wrong my entire life. See, that is what true repentance is. It's a change in mindset. So when Jesus said, hey, you have the faith, great. A lot of us have the faith, but we don't change our mindset. And that's what Pastor Landon said just last week. It's like, we, we, there's, there's a difference between falling in sin and then living a lifestyle in sin. Like, we want the healing, we want the miracle, we want everything for God to do, but the mindset doesn't change. Here's what Romans 12.1 says. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. In other words, a constant renewal of mind is necessary for healing. That's why we, we say this all the time in our community. Forgiveness and healing in our hearts, it's a constant journey. It's a constant battle for health. Even if you go to the gym and you're working out and, and, and then you finally get healthy, you still have to maintain it. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. And so it's important to understand this is that every single day that's going back to the vision of daily encounters, this is how you renew your mind in daily encounters. This is how you get a sound mind. This is how you're reminded of his goodness is a constant renewal. Every single day, Lord, you are good. Lord, your mercy is new. Lord, you are faithful. Lord, you are a healer. Lord, you are good. Lord, I just want you. That's what Romans is talking about. See, when you get in his presence, it allows you to partner with his perfect will because you know what he wants to do. You won't know what God wants to do in you if you're not in his presence. We have to get in his presence. It is easy to get in his presence. It is so easy to get in his presence. It's not hard. You know what keeps us out of his presence is sin. The Bible says that when Adam and Eve fell because of their sin, the Lord took them out of the garden. See, sin stops us from accessing him. It, stop, it delays the healing process. It delays the work that God wants to do in your life. And the way that we get the strength to overcome sin is through daily encounters. And you're going to hear this a lot. I don't, we do not get bored of saying daily encounters. You'll get sick of it. We will never get sick of it. And I, our desire is that you never get sick of it because it's truly the fuel to this life. You cannot do anything without him. 
You cannot, you will not, you will not move forward without him. Everything that we need is in him. The healing that you're looking for is in him. The healing that you need is in him. The miracle that we need is in him. The blessings that we're looking for are in him. And we could say like Daniel, even if you didn't do it, you're still a good God. So here's what I'm going to do. I got one more verse here to close on. The worship team can join me. It's Isaiah 53.3 and it says this. This is, I really want you to hear this. And I want you to prepare your heart because we will be praying for healing in our hearts and physical healing today. So here's what I want you to do. Just say, close your eyes for one second. Just say, faith arise. Come on, just say it, faith arise. Come on, we say, doubt go. Doubt go. We say, fear go. Isaiah 53.3 says this. It says, he would despise and rejected by men. He's talking about Jesus. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hid their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has bore our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him striking, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement and brought us peace and with his wounds we are healed and it says verse 6 all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of all of, of us all he was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before its shears is silent so he opened not his mouth So here's what I'm trying to tell you today is this, that Jesus endured the physical pain, but he also endured the emotional pain. So in other words, in our language, everything was hard for him so that it would be easy for you. It would be easy for me. Look what Hebrews 4 says. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In other words, because he was hard for him, now Hebrews is telling me, hey, you can come confidently before his throne. Like there is no shame. You shouldn't have fear. You shouldn't have anxiety. He, he carried all for you so why don't we have the confidence why don't we have the faith why can't we believe that he will do it because we think it's hard but it's not it's so easy it's so easy and I believe wholeheartedly that the Lord today wants to do something in your heart wants to do something in your heart can you just right there where you're at he's already in this tent he's in this room but something we do hear a lot is we use 
we speak in the spirit. Now, no one's going to prophesy, but I want you to start building yourself up. Come on, raise your voice, raise your voice, raise your voice.